Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the disappearance of the Jameson family. The Jameson family lived on Eufaula Lake, Alabama. They had originally lived in Oklahoma City, but had moved to the lake for reasons unknown. Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson had a daughter, Madison. In 2003, Bobby was involved in a car accident, causing chronic back pain. He had to stop working, which meant that he and Sherilyn both weren't working. Both were receiving disability checks to support the family. In 2007, Sherilyn's sister passed away, which devastated Sherilyn. This devastation led to her suffer no. This devastation led her to suffer from bipolar disorder and subsequently attempt suicide causing her to be temporarily hospitalised. This all caused Sherilyn to suffer another tragedy. Sherilyn had another child from a previous relationship who had been living with the Jamesons. In 2009, Sherilyn's ex-husband gained full-time custody of the boy and he went to live with his father in Oklahoma City. This situation made Sherilyn's health worse and made it more difficult for the Jameson family to support itself because this move meant that the family had stopped receiving child support payments from Sherilyn's ex-husband. Bobby and Sherilyn then decided that they wanted to buy some land. They packed some belongings for a trip to see a landowner in Red Oak, which was only 30 miles away. Along with Madison, the family set off to view the land. The plan they had was to buy 40 acres of land and live in a storage shed that they already owned on the plot. The family spoke to an associate of the landowner for a while on October 8th, 2009. When they were finished with that, they went for a walk for around 15 minutes, taking their GPS with them and found a quiet spot on a hillside. They went back to the car and drove a little further. Then they stopped, locked up their truck and completely vanished. Red Oak is in the Sansbois Mountains. These mountains are found in southeast Oklahoma and are part of the larger Washita Mountains. Sansbois actually translates from French to mean without wood, which is weird because the area is actually wooded. The Jameson truck was found in Latimer County on October 16th, 2009. When investigators got into it, they found that the contents didn't indicate that they planned on being away from the truck for long at all. Bobby and Sherilyn had left their IDs, 
wallets, clothes, shoes and phones. Sherilyn had also left her purse and the family dog had been left in the truck. Luckily, he was still alive when he was discovered. The strangest find in the truck was $32,000 in cash. Since they were both on disability at the time, having $32,000 was a confusing piece of information. Investigators suspected that drugs were involved in the disappearance and that the money had been from the sale of the drugs or that they were going to be buying drugs with it. They couldn't explain why they would have brought their daughter along though. It was also impossible to tell whether the family had left the truck voluntarily or whether they had been forced out of the truck, which would explain why they had left belongings behind. A search party was formed to look for the Jamesons. They searched miles of the surrounding area and the woods. They didn't find anything. The investigation brought to light the fact that Bobby had filed a civil lawsuit against his father in May 2009. According to the suit, filed in Oklahoma County District Court, Bobby had worked for several years for his father, 67-year-old Bob Dean Jameson. He had worked for free, under the premise that he would get half the money from any sales. Apparently, his father went back on that agreement and Bobby wanted his money. Still in May, Bobby filed another suit. This time, it was for an order of protection. Once again, it was to do with his father. Bobby said that his father had threatened the family with violence on at least two occasions, November 2008 and April 2009. This protective order was dismissed, but when the Jamesons disappeared, the civil suit was still open. Bob Dean Jameson died in December 2009, but he had written his family out of the will, leaving everything to Madison Jameson in a will dated October 27, 2009. The leads had been exhausted. The case went cold, with nothing for them to look at and no evidence was found at the scene. On November 16th, 2013, the skeletal remains of two adults and a child were found by two hunters in Red Oak, less than three miles away from where the truck had been found. On July 3rd, 2014, the Oklahoma Medical Examiner's Office formally identified the bodies to be those of the Jameson family. Due to the remains being skeletal and damage from either carnivores or rodents, the autopsy results were inconclusive. Because there were no visible signs of trauma, aside from a hole in Bobby's skull, the cause of each death was listed as unknown. The new light on the case caused police to try and find more evidence. The investigation began again revealing some surveillance footage from the Jameson house on Lake Eufaula. The footage seems to show Bobby and Sherilyn making several trips to the truck in what was described as a trance-like way. It's unknown why they were acting in that way, 
They interviewed people from around Lake Eufaula and found that Bobby had spoken to his pastor, claiming that the house was haunted by evil spirits and asking for an exorcism. He and Sherilyn had heard Madison playing with her new friend, Emily, and Sherilyn was adamant that Emily was malevolent. Bobby had also asked if there was anywhere he could purchase special bullets to kill the spirits that lived on the roof of the house. Friends and family also agreed that the house was haunted. Some of them shared their experience, but they all believed it to be true. They said that whenever they would enter, it would feel like something horrible was there, and they left feeling down and depressed. A friend of Sherilyn's told the police that Sherilyn would conduct seances with her, but Sherilyn would take them more seriously than her friend. They used a satanic Bible to do it and hoped that the literature would help them exercise the house. Sherilyn had even graffitied the storage container that the family owned, suggesting that her cats had been poisoned. People said that she believed that someone from the neighbourhood had killed the cats and had told people that witches didn't like it when people killed their cats. The police also checked the phone records to see if they could piece together where the Jamesons had gone. They discovered that it made an outgoing call to a voicemail on November 12th, four days before the truck was discovered with the phones inside them. It doesn't make sense that they would have taken their phones, then put them back just before the truck was discovered. This new line of investigation ultimately led nowhere, although it shed little more light on the situation. Unfortunately, it meant that the case was never solved, and nobody knows what happened to the Jameson family. The Jameson family went missing in 2009, only for their bodies to be discovered in 2013. Nobody knows what happened to them, but of course, there are some theories. The first theory today is that the Jamesons had gotten involved in some kind of cult. Sherilyn's mother, Connie Cocatan, claimed that the family were on an Oklahoma hit list specifically for cults. Connie couldn't prove the name of the alleged cult, though. The general idea is that the security footage shows that they were either on drugs or in some kind of magical trance. It doesn't really explain a lot, but the theory is possible to some extent. I don't know about the hit list, but the rest is plausible. The next theory, and slightly adjacent, is that the family engaged in some kind of spiritual warfare with the evil spirits in their home. This involved the satanic Bible that Sherilyn had bought and suggests that she was trying to cast out the spirits using that. The theory suggests that she lost the battle with the spirits, but doesn't really explain anything else. I think they were meant to have been possessed by the spirits and perhaps taken to their deaths but it doesn't really explain much. It explains how that phone call could have been made on November 12th, but not much else. 
It's possible that the Jamesons were kidnapped and murdered. Allegedly, they had a handyman who had rented a room from them, but he hadn't gotten along with Sherilyn. Whilst Kenneth Bellows was staying with them, the man would mutter racial slurs and would talk about white supremacy. Eventually, Sherilyn forced him to leave at gunpoint after she'd had enough of his ranting and raving. Those who believe this theory allege that the police found a pill bottle with the man's name on it in the abandoned truck, amongst the other evidence, but it was put aside as something else. Apparently he was cleared of all charges, but there's really no way of knowing if that's the truth. Another person who could have murdered them is Bobby's father. Bobby had maintained that his father was a threat and that he deliberately hit him with a car in 2008. Bobby also said that his father was involved with sex workers, gangs and drugs. Apparently, he had money and a temper and Connie Cocotan suggested that there were rumours that Bobby Dean Jameson was involved in the Mexican Mafia. This is apparently the reason that Bobby installed his security cameras. The main issue with this one is that Bob Dean was interrogated and his alibi checked out. It cleared him of suspicion, but if he was tied to the Mexican Mafia, it may not even have been him committing the murder. The deaths could have been caused due to drugs. Not an overdose, but potentially a deal gone wrong. The $32,000 found in the truck made the police believe that meth dealers were behind the disappearance. The notion was dismissed due to the lack of evidence, but it might have been possible. According to people who had seen them prior to their disappearance, they had been described as gaunt, and they were known to be involved in drug activity, specifically crystal meth. The theory suggests that they got caught up in the trade, and even if they weren't users, ended up getting killed by the dealers in the area. Some people believe that the Jamesons were part of a kidnapping plot that involved Madison. The theory is based on a photograph found on Bobby's phone, where Madison allegedly looks frightened. When the skeletons were found, investigators found a dried flower with Madison's skeleton. The theory goes a little deeper though. Some believe that Madison was the target of paedophiles in the area, but that doesn't really make too much sense. The only evidence to this theory is the photo on the phone, but that's tentative at best. Perhaps one of the previous theories is half true. If the Jameson family were in a bad position, they may have faked their own deaths. There isn't really much to this, and it doesn't explain how their skeletons were found years afterwards. But what if the police knew about their plan? A further theory suggests that the family had been scared for their lives for some reason and were taken into witness protection. The initial investigation had discovered that there were no signs of a struggle at or in the truck, giving people enough evidence to believe that they had disappeared willingly. They did have trouble with Bobby's father, who was meant to have ties to organised crime. 
They're also believed to have been involved in the drug circles in the area. So it's possible that they could have been informants and chose Red Oak as the place to disappear, going willingly with the authorities, who planted skeletons and covered it up. The final theory today is that it was all part of a murder-suicide. One of the things found in the truck was an aggressive letter from Sherilyn. Apparently, it was 11 ages... 11 ages. Apparently, it was 11 pages long and addressed to Bobby. Connie had described her daughter as bipolar and confirmed that Bobby had been taking frequent painkillers for the injuries he suffered in his car accident. According to Connie, both suffered from depression. Sherilyn had also owned a gun, which was discovered to be missing. The police considered that Sherilyn had murdered Bobby and Madison before ultimately ending her own life, but never formally made that an option because they didn't want to draw a definite conclusion on that. It explains the hole in Bobby's skull, but the other two bodies hadn't suffered from that kind of trauma, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. There were no witnesses to the disappearance, and only a small amount of evidence in the case, so it's unknown just what happened to the Jameson family. However, they did disappear, and forensics show that their bodies were found not too far away. We may never know what really happened to the Jameson family. The story from this episode came from a disappeared article called The Jameson Family, an ATI article called What Happened to the Jameson Family? Inside Their Bizarre Disappearance, and a Strange Outdoors article called The Strange Disappearance and Death of the Jameson Family in the Sans Bois Mountains. Theories from this episode came from the previous articles and a ranker article called Theories about what exactly happened in the Jameson family murders. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for you, the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open up a new email so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. Next week's episode comes out on September 14th. So hold on until then.